that freedom movements in the world are gaining momentum. Peoples long oppressed by crushing and unethical regimes are now rising up. They are rising up not only to gain freedom, but to gain more essential things, employment, food, water, security, the very basic things of life, the very basic things the people in all nations need. And this is not simply a political phenomenon or a social phenomenon. It is in keeping with the great waves of change that are coming to the world. For as humanity grows and the world's resources are expended and diminish, more and more people will be pressed to meet the basic requirements of life. And this will tip the scale, you see. Their long aggravation of political oppression, their long disenfranchisement of the rights will now be driven to extreme revolution for which people are willing to die and to sacrifice themselves, you see. Ordinary people, average people, people in many, many places. The revolutions that are happening in many countries, the struggle for freedom and justice, rule by law, all of these things now will be propelled forward by the impacts of the great waves of change. If a government cannot feed and provide for its people, and if it is too corrupt at its center, well, the great waves will forge an upheaval. An upheaval that will overcome even the most powerful and resistant government, the most powerful and resistant overlords. You are seeing this today and you will see it tomorrow. But you must see it in context of the entire world and the condition of the world. And not simply as a matter of politics or religion, If people do not have what they basically require for life, then they have no alternative but to rise up. If their needs are not met, if their expression of dissent is crushed, they will rise up. But their problems are not over, even if they are successful. For they still have the dilemma, you see, of how was they feed their peoples, how was they employ their peoples, how will they provide a stable, a just society. Even the greatest platform of a political expression, even the most perfect system, will not be able to function if the basic resources are not there. Even if all the corrupted ones left or were removed, you still have this fundamental dilemma, you see. 
So all of the resident problems and dissent and aggravation will be pushed to the boiling point, you see, by the power of the great wave of change. If the price of food continues to rise, revolutions will occur. If governments cannot provide for their people, revolutions will occur. Revolutions will be the only options that people have under these oppressive conditions. You are seeing this since the world today. It is part of the great race of change. And though it looks encouraging from the standpoint of people Finally, after such long oppression, gaining fundamental freedoms and rights, you must see that the great dilemmas that they are facing is still before them. It is not just the challenge of establishing a just and balanced governance. It is the challenge of the great ways itself. There are many poor countries in the world with very large populations. As food production declines in the future, how will these nations and governments provide for the basic needs of their people? And how will they keep one part of their population, or one tribe, or one political persuasion from attacking another? How will they be able to maintain stability and control even if they have good intentions and a just system. You can see the people who are immersed in political interests or political actions fail to see the bigger picture here. They think everything is a political process or a social evolutionary process. But they have forgotten nature. They have forgotten the thing that provides the most essential elements that they require to be able to survive in this world. They have forgotten where their food comes from. Politics is the means to achieve greater or lesser ends. But the greater and lesser ends are beyond the realm of politics itself. The intent to oppress the people and to become enriched by it is initiated before the political process is set in place of a time. And if the provision of the world is diminished, then the political process must try to adapt to this. This is why there is a new message from God in the world, you see. For humanity is facing the risk of collapse, the collapse of human civilization, the collapse of a stable world, and certainly a just world. The gradual and incremental collapse of everything that is established for the good 
the means by which individuals and groups and nations carry on essential and valuable beneficial activities, as well as those that tend to be destructive and foolish in nature. People have lost their connection to nature. They do not see that where the food is grown and how it is transported and shared is the most essential network that there is in any society or civilization. They have forgotten that the quality and the availability of water is more important than any other resource could possibly be. They fail to see that the degradation of the environment is setting in motion the forces that could undermine their world and their lives. This failure to respond to the great race of change is a fundamental one. And that is why people do not see the coming storms. They do not recognize the great risk. They do not see that things are in motion, greater forces now, that will alter the landscape of the world. And the actions will become more desperate and more foolish and more short-sighted. And officials elected who rise to power through force will be more ignorant and more blind. If a nation cannot provide the basic elements for its peoples, even if it becomes a democracy, even if it achieves a just system, it will not be able to stand. It will never have stability, and the people will be in constant distress, leading to further upheavals leading to war between factions and groups vying for power, not only for their own political or religious ideologies, but to survive. This produces war at a level that is rarely seen in the modern world and has rarely been seen even historically It is a reality that has plagued the human family for the vast majority of its experience and existence here on earth. As nations become more desperate in providing for their people, they will not sell food abroad. They will not export the very things that they need now more than ever. And it will not only be individuals who will go hungry, it will be entire nations. This will lead to war. And a war of a very desperate kind. A war not for political achievement, or not for revenge, but a war of desperation. A war of one people trying to eliminate another people. It would be the cruelest and the most savage and devastating kind of conflict. 
And this is a great risk now, you see, in the face of the great race of change. If a nation cannot feed its peoples, it must look to the nations around it for help. If these nations are in the same desperate condition, then war will arise on a small scale and on a great scale. People will take whatever they can and try to destroy those who compete against them. This is very hard to imagine for the educated peoples of the world who have lived in relative degrees of affluence. I cannot imagine brutality at this level, for it has not been their personal experience. And though wars, the great wars of the century, were immensely devastating and tragic. Only in rare situations were entire populations destroyed. It was not the intent in most cases for this uh, to occur. Therefore, you must see revolution and war now within the context of the greater movement of the world. You must face the reality that the production of food will decline and will become more expensive to grow, to transport, to distribute. With so much of the world living in poverty and in destitution, how can any nation provide for them? those who cannot afford to pay more for the essential products and resources of life, those who cannot withstand to go hungry for very long, for they are hungry already, those who cannot be patient for the food to arrive, for their needs are far greater and more pressing than those who are wealthier and more comfortable. As the resources continue to slowly decline, wealthy individuals and even wealthy nations will begin to hoard whatever they can. Seeing the possible risk of deprivation, seeing the possible risk of being denied what they need in the future, they will begin to hoard. And that will begin a desperate pursuit to claim the remaining resources of the world as the remaining wealth of the world. God knows this, and that is why there is a new message in the world, to warn people, and to prepare people, and to call upon the greater spiritual intelligence within people of all faiths and nations and economic status. For there is a far better alternative, you see. The great ways of change, though immensely dangerous, so dangerous they could crush a human civilization, provide another alternative. And that is for nations to cooperate, to assure for their own populations and for their neighbors as well, 
the availability of the essential resources of life. And instead of spending fortunes on building huge military empires, they will have to spend fortunes on building food production and the purification of the world's rivers and the transportation of food wherever it is needed and the relocation of vast populations who are now driven from their homes and their lands because they cannot live there anymore. Their priorities of government would change dramatically. The priorities of financial investment would change dramatically. The people of the wealthy nations would have to accept the prospect of having to take care of someone who must escape a desperate situation to take an individual or even a family if possible to provide shelter and a home for them. People in the wealthy nations would have to give up the idea of growth and expansion and consider they are facing a reality in a new world, a world in decline, where stability and security becomes essential and the welfare of people of all nations and faiths and color is the top priority. This would be a 180 degree change from what nations are doing today. Nations are not preparing for the future. They are not preparing for the great ways of change. They are preparing for the reality of the past, which they think will continue indefinitely into the future. They think they are going to vie for power in a more difficult world, perhaps. But they don't see that it will be a new world requiring the kind of change that humanity will need to build a new foundation for human civilization and to survive the great waves of change. This is a difficult message to provide, but an essential one. At this moment, there are many people who cannot hear these things. It is too terrifying, it is too upsetting to their plans and goals it brings forth, their insecurities, their hostilities, and their anxiety about the future. But the new revelation must be given, and the time is critical. The time when it must be received and the time when it must be accepted is critical. It must go around the world. It must be in every country. This does not mean that everyone will learn of it or accept it, of course. But it does mean that it is active and alive. But it points to a different kind of future, a different kind of preparation. And even more fundamentally, it points to a change of heart in people around the world. If they value what civilization provides, which is wealth and security, stability and opportunity, things which primitive peoples rarely ever experience, then they will have to join together to build this for the future. And it will not be a one-world government 
That is silly. But it will be a world of cooperation because the alternative is too terrible to consider. The choices here are very limited because the world has changed. It is not that the world will change in 10 years or 20 years or 50 or 100 years. It has changed. You are not living in the world you were living in 20 years ago. Nature will now determine the terms of engagement. People's belief in hubris about technology will be overcome by the realities of nature. If you cannot create or gain access to food and essential materials for life, your wondrous little technological gadgets are not going to help you. They are not going to get you through the day. And their unimportance will become ever more significant. This is the world you are moving into. The revolutions that are occurring in the world now are but a preamble for what is to come. And though they are promising, and you will wish the peoples of these countries success, and your heart will go out to them, and you will wonder how you can help them in some way, you must see this within a bigger picture. You must recognize that these are the opening acts to a far greater drama that humanity will have to face. And this drama will not only be a tragedy, it will also be an opportunity. But one that is so demanding that it can provoke a change of heart in people. The wealthy now will want to help people increasingly because they realize that everything that they value and everything that they own are at stake. People will want to support the poorer nations because they cannot afford to have them collapse and to descend into chaos. Nations will have to work together and reinvest in a stable economy, not based on growth and endless expansion, but upon stability and security and humanity. The very rich will have to give up their silly little games, their indulgences and addictions to really get out and help people. Otherwise, they too will be overthrown. The anger towards the rich will become so severe that the rich will have nowhere to run in the future if the world goes out of control. And for the world to go out of control would be a very easy thing to create. It would not take much for this to happen. 
is based upon essential things. If food production was severely damaged, all at one time, it could set in motion forces that would be very difficult or impossible to control. The wealthy nations could not send food to the poor nations because they could not gain access to it. It would not be available. For everyone would be hoarding now, protecting their own population. You can give away your surplus, but if you have no surplus, you have nothing to give. in this regard. So, this is a real wake-up call for the peoples of the world. But they must see beyond their grievances and their political agendas and their tribal struggles and their hostilities towards other groups and other nations and begin to see that humanity will have to unite or it faces inevitable failure. Even the resources of the world could not be squandered on a war. Every city is important. You cannot destroy a city now. You cannot destroy the infrastructure because you may not be able to rebuild it. You cannot destroy a nation through invasion because you may not have the resources to rebuild it. Because the world has changed. The wealth to do those sorts of things is no longer there. The needs of the peoples of each nation will escalate so much that whatever wealth the nation possesses will be tapped to the absolute limit. The world has changed. You are facing the great waves. You must prepare. But you cannot prepare yourself adequately without a greater revelation. For it is not a matter of physical effort or political will alone. You must have a greater strength and a greater compassion. And these are something that reside within the heart of people everywhere. Buried beneath oppression, buried beneath tragedy, buried beneath political dissent, political conflict, buried beneath hostility and unforgiveness. The power of the revelation, the power of God, who has now spoken to the world again, can make the critical difference. It is not the answer to everything, but it is a vital and essential element in the resolutions that humanity will have to forge to avoid total calamity in the future. It is an essential element in your preparation for the great ways of change. It is an essential element in your ability to bring your life into balance and harmony 
in a greater order so that you will have the luxury to be able to assist others and will not be a casualty yourself. It will call from you the greater purpose that has brought you into the world. For God has sent you into the world to be in the world at the time of revelation. And it's the time of the great ways of change. It is also the time when humanity will gain contact with other races in the universe who are here to take advantage of a weak and divided humanity. This complicates the picture tremendously. But just like the great ways of change, this intervention into the world can forge a greater human unity and collective strength and determination. You face competition from the outside for the value of this world by small non-military groups who can only succeed through persuasion and deception. And you face the risk of collapse within the world itself as people begin to exceed what the world can provide. They have to face the consequences of damaging the world's climate and the world's environments, having abused and squandered your natural inheritance. You will have to face the consequences of these. Any really honest and visionary person can see this. It is not a mystery that is clouded or so obscure that people cannot see it at all. It is elemental to your nature. People have lost contact with their deeper and more natural nature. People have lost contact with the foundation of that existence. People have lost contact with nature itself. People are living in a world of human politics, human economics, human speculation, and human fantasy. Being heedless and foolish, squandering the wealth of the world as quickly as possible, with nothing save for the future, with no thought for the future, with no thought for the well-being of children and their children and the kind of worlds they will have to face in living. What kind of ignorance? What kind of irresponsibility? What kind of self-serving and self-gratifying approach is this? You're not living in a world that has wildernesses waiting to be discovered continents waiting to be discovered, vast resources waiting to be utilized. With a few small exceptions, you have come to the final limits. And the world has been damaged and changed. It is a new world now. And this is the world you have come to solve. And this is what your greater purpose and your greater nature are really about, you see. So very different from what you think or believe, or how you occupy yourself or utilize your time. This is why the shock 
of deprivation and the shock of revolution and the shock of war must awaken the people now. It is not simply that humanity has a few problems. It is not simply that humanity has big problems. Humanity is facing that which can undermine its foundation. And this is happening now. Therefore, you must see that God's revelation will reveal what is coming over the horizon. It will speak of what is to come and what humanity must do to avoid catastrophe. It will reveal your deeper nature to you and bring harmony and balance to your life. It will call you to become of service. It will call you to be of service to the people you know and to people you do not know. It will call out of you your essential gifts which never would arise under a life of indulgence and mindless affluence. People become wealthy and spend all the resources on their hobbies or their appearance or how they decorate their bodies upon acquiring land in buildings, automobiles. What is this? This is the individual functioning without being connected to their deeper nature. It is not evil, it is only blind. But its tragedy exists beyond the emptiness that that person will feel as they proceed in life. It now extends to the condition of the world. For overconsumption is the engine of war. Fundamentally, this is the case. Therefore, listen with your heart. This is not about ideas. This is not about possibilities. This is not about what you want. This is not about your theory, your political or social theory. This is not about your opinions. This is not about your grievances. This is about the reality of the world and the reality you're going to have to live in and the choice before you as to how you will live in this world, whether you can face it or not, whether you can prepare for it or not, whether you can serve it or not. Receive then God's new revelation. Do not condemn it at the outset for it is here to save humanity and to provide humanity what it cannot provide itself. It is a gift of the Creator for life. For God has spoken again at a time of greatest peril and greatest change and challenge to the human family. Let this be your understanding.